being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. The Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, thanks for joining us. I say that a lot, but we mean that sincerely, really do. Those of you listening to our replay show, if you are, thank you as well. We appreciate that. The question of the day today, what is your least or most favorite answer, I should say? And if you're texting, you can also text us that, 307-200-8222. Again, 307-200-8222. Mike, hang tight. We'll get to you real quick. Steve's got a special guest oh. that he brought oh, in you want to uh, This yeah. is Dustin Old. And he owns two shops. Okay. And uh, I have to find out exactly where. I know one is Lube and Latte. And what is the other one? I'm sorry. Yeah, so the other one is uh, Automotive Evolution. Automotive Evolution. I know I've heard it, and I apologize for not remembering. It's okay. <laughs> two, two completely different names. <laughs> and, and they are located, uh, one is off of Kipling, is that correct? Yeah, so we got uh, Lube and Latte is 26th in Kipling. We've been there about uh, 16 years now. And then Automotive Evolution, we have one of those in Golden. That's about five years old. And then we've got one in Denver that's about a year old. Nice. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Oh, so you have three? Yeah, well, there's actually even one in Littleton that's opening oh, really? someday. Someday? Someday. Awesome. <laughs> it's someday. under construction right someday. now. So. Yeah, cool. yeah, I know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's nice to have you. Thanks for having well, me. Yeah. So we, we appreciate it. I thought I'd bring him on and see what this yeah. is like and, yeah. and see if he enjoys this and well, see if it works for him. And Yeah, for sure. Oh. Well, glad you're here. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, very much so. All right, let's go to Mike in Westminster. Mike, go ahead, sir. What's up? Hey, John. How's it going? I'm good, sir. Um, point of reference. I worked in silly sh- at super shops during oh. the 80s. Oh, yeah. Okay. Come on down to the super shops. <laughs> Where you can buy a BF Goodrich Radio TV yeah. for $39.95. <laughs> yeah, we're showing our age, Mike. <laughs> I know. I hate Pro Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite either, by the way, to be honest and with you. Then uh, along the same lines of tires, dealers or shops that don't take off the tire tags when they let the car go out the door. Do any of them? <laughs> every every tire shop I did, we did. Yeah. No, I, I I know the good ones do. I'm just making fun. But, you know, you're right. My pet peeve as well. I agree with that. And then the final one is, is all these newer cars, you take a 69 Camaro, and they put 22, 23, 24-inch tires with rubber bands on them. Yep. They have to ride like a... They a have to, like a lumber wagon. It's just what a waste of a perfect machi- piece of machinery. I, you know, I, and I was talking about that with the trucks, you know, a little bit ago, Mike. And I heard I, that. I, I, don't, I don't understand the... I, I don't understand the look, because personally, I think it looks about as goofy and stupid as it can get. So, sorry if somebody has one of those. It's, just, it's not me. It's, it, I, I'm not that guy. I, I like... I like everything tucked in like it's supposed to be, and if you're going to put a big old wide tire, at least put some flares on it to, to match. And I, I'm just that guy, Mike. I like everything tucked in, nice, clean, neat. That's just me. Well, there again, the big tires were for the sand. 
Right. Good point. And and here in Colorado, we don't we don't have we don't that. Have sand. No. Float. We want the uh, the we opposite want it down to the ground. That's right. Yeah. And, and those things. I, and I've seen these guys driving the snow, Mike. They're all over the place. They they you might as well draw. You might as well have a car. Oh yeah. I, when I start seeing stuff like that, I just kind of back off and let them go wrap their car around a foam pole. Yeah, and I, I, again, I, I, I know certain people just really love that look, I guess. I, it's, it's just not, it's not for me. I'm sorry. I just don't. And I think it's a fad. I call it, you know, that's why I did the question of the day that way. I think it's a fad because I think it's going to fade away here at, at a certain time. I don't think it's going to last. It's my own opinion. Well, I'll be out of Colorado by that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want you here, Mike. We need yeah. you. It's too many Stupid people here. Oh, well, I, I can't argue that. I, I, they're not any smarter anywhere else, though. I will have well, to say that. that. But see, I, I ride a motorcycle on the weekends. Oh. I've got yeah. a bike that I've put 100,000 miles on in six years. Wow. I don't have enough body left in my life to ride all the roads there is to ride in the Smoky Mountains. Oh, where you can get a hotel at the drop of a hat. You, you can't can. do that here. No, you're no, you're correct. And in, in the popula you know, the population here is, is increasing. It's going to continue to increase. It's not going to change. Sorry, folks, it's not going to change. It just it, it is what it is. Uh, but you're yeah. right. There are other places where it's not so. It's not so much like that. And and the cost of living is a lot less. And when California falls off into the ocean like it's <laughs> predicted to do, guess where all those people are going to come? Here. Well, we'll have a coastal state at that. Yeah, time. exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, the other side of the mountains will be the ocean. See, the, the way I look at it, though, is for every car, for every person, there's two cars. True. <laughs> so true. I, I think that's good for me. That's true. No, good point. No. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, man. I appreciate it very much, as always. Bye good bye. good having you call in. I appreciate it very much. Alan in Colorado Springs, what's up, sir? Can I be a ma'am and still talk to you? Well, you sure can. <laughs> Do we have the name right? My name's Ellen. Ellen. Oh, Ellen. That's better. Thank you, Ellen. Now it makes more sense. Thank you. All right. Wonderful. I have a 2010 Nissan. It's all-wheel, four-wheel drive, etc. Okay. I have the um, the fuel pump is, or the sensor gauge on the gas gauge is going out, and I'm told to replace that. I need to do a whole fuel pump. And because uh, I fill it up and the gauge drops down, and that that's around eight hundred bucks. Can you give me some guidance on the best way to handle this? Everything you just said is correct. Two guys sitting next to me are saying the same thing. I, I price. I have no idea on that, Ellen. I, I that varies a lot from where you're at and what part they're actually using. Uh, that particular part, I'm more of an OEM guy. I like to use whatever the OEM has. Uh, at least OEM uh, equivalent. If you have to go to the aftermarket, at least find something that's equivalent. And I don't think that 800 is too far off. Well, sometimes those have the descending units separate, which you can buy. Which well, should make it cheaper. Yeah, and I don't sure. know on that one. Yeah. On that 20, that, again, that one's old enough. I don't know, Ellen. Okay. And OEM means original. Original equipment market. manufacturer. Yes, it Guys, does. I'm learning on my feet, and I'm 150, so I appreciate your patience. <laughs> You're very welcome, <laughs> Alan. Do not that. have to apologize for that at all. Thank you very much, and best of luck to you. And uh, yeah, we should we should you know some of those those uh, um, letters that we use. I guess I should say OEM is original equipment manufacturer. M- most folks know that, but I know there are some that that don't. But yeah, that's when we say OEM, we mean that's from the original equipment manufacturer. Now, I'll make sure I put a disclaimer on that. Do they make all their own parts? 
No. So when I just said a moment ago, OEM or the equivalent of in the aftermarket, what I mean by that, if Denso, for example, made the original equipment part for that particular vehicle, you could go to the aftermarket, still buy a Denso. It's the same thing as buying it from the dealer. There's literally no difference whatsoever because Denso's making it in the first place. And, and that's just one of many you know, examples of that that we could go down. Manufacturers are assemblers now. They do not make their own parts. Right. We're down, folks. Literally, I had this conversation with somebody the other day uh, off air. We're down to body, some subframe assemblies, maybe, and even a lot of those are, are farmed out. You know, they, you know, they're brought in through a vendor. Engines, a lot of the engines themselves, the design of and the assembly of and so on is done at the factory. Keep in mind, a lot of the parts that are in the engine are coming from other sources, camshafts, connecting rods, crankshafts, and so on. Most of those that are not making themselves, they may cast the engine themselves and do some things along those lines, but even a lot of componentry, gaskets, and so on, they're not making any of that at all. They're assembling that engine. And, folks, that's about it. And, and paint. You know, they're painting the car, of course, at the factory, but glass, interior panels, airbags, steering wheels, wiring harnesses, door panels, carpet kits, the interior itself, you know, the seats. I mean, folks, I can go down the list. None of those are made by the manufacturers. Did you see, realize how far we are from what uh, Henry Ford was doing? We are the opposite end. Yeah, we far are ways actually we could be. in the days of AMC. For those of you that are old <laughs> enough to remember who AMC was, American Motors Corporation, AMC and the guy that came up with that brainchild, who, by the way, wasn't so dumb. He was just way ahead of his time. Uh, he actually had a really great formula. Let's buy all the components from all of the other companies that are already doing all of the R&D and have all these things figured out, and we'll just assemble a car and sell it. Well, the problem was back in that day, quality control was not great at AMC. His idea was great, but it never really worked that well as far as the quality of the car was concerned. But his idea is around today. It's what every manufacturer does today is exactly what AMC did back in the day. It's no different, folks. Wasn't it Toyota that was kind of the first just-in-time parts kind of thing? Yes, that's where they were the first in, in the modern era. I most should say. people don't understand yeah. this. The QR code, a lot of you see at a restaurant now. You go to a restaurant, there's a QR code there that was invented by Toyota. That's how Toyota handled their just-in-time delivery of all cool. of their parts, and the QR code was invented by the automotive industry, albeit Toyota. Most people don't know that because you see QR codes everywhere, but that was a Toyota thing to do what Steve just said. So, yes, they were one of the first ones to come cool. up with just-in-time delivery. And, and, by the way, every manufacturer out there does that. And that's why in today's world where we've got some of these supply chain constraints and issues and so on, it's so hard for these guys to complete cars because they're waiting for that part to arrive at the assembly line the day of the car being assembled. And if it's not there, it, it just it screw, it's like a traffic it jam. It just screws everything up. It's a snowball effect. That's why Ford has... Uh, 40,000 plus trucks down at a, a Kentucky racetrack right now waiting to be finished because they don't have enough chips to finish them. So there's about two plus billion dollars worth of inventory sitting wow. down at a racetrack. Or you run the other problem with the Takata airbag deal where, you know, they made all the airbags for all those cars and they got recalled and now they're out of business. And Yep. And for a lot of you brand lovers, and what I mean by that is you're so specific to a brand, you won't buy anything else. Um, let me just point something out. What Steve just said on Takata Takata airbags were in everything from a Kia to a Mercedes and everything in between. 
there were no respecters of cars when it came to Takata. Everybody bought Takata airbags. And by the way, there's other components on cars today that is exactly the same way. So there are many apart on many a car that are the same on a Mercedes versus a Kia. There's not any difference. Now, there are some other things where it may not be that way. but And there are some differences. I explained this to somebody earlier in the week. The American manufacturers, they will have certain vendors that they use. The Europeans will have certain vendors that they use, and the Japanese Asian cars will have certain vendors they use. But keep in mind, quality-wise, they're all very similar because these are all still third-party providers when it comes to making those parts. Yeah, right? I think. I mean, I think for, for Ellen's question, too, I mean, T- Toyota is primarily Denso. I mean, almost everything on that car is Denso, yeah, which you can just point. go into any Napa or you know yeah. anything and pick up a Denso part. You good just got to find out what the, good point. the manufacturer is. Good point. All right, folks, we'll come right back. If you got any questions either for myself, Steve, or Dustin, who's joining us today, we appreciate that very much. We'll be right back. Our lines are open, 303-477-5600. Text line, 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. Really quick, Mickey texted in and said, hey, those big rims and skinny tires are like playing the lottery. It's a steep tax on the stupid. <laughs> I didn't say that. Mickey did. Okay, Mickey did. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Geno's Auto Service in Littleton is the place for all of your car care and vehicle maintenance needs. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, and now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition for fall. Geno's will prepare your car with a belt and hose check for cracks and make sure your fluid levels are correct. How long has it been since you've had your oil changed? Geno's can check to see that your heater is working properly. Remember that any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic, altercations, and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. 
Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Ben and Evergreen. Ben, welcome. What's going on, Ben? Well, I just had a couple of comments. You know that uh, QR code that these auto manufacturers have is sort of a, a iteration or a development from the uh, uh, scan codes or barcodes. It is, and, correct. Uh, which is, in a way, an, an iteration or development of, of some of the banknote magnetic number systems. In yep. the, the maker 80s, codes back in the day, are they still use? Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the 80s, I worked with a guy that developed the uh, ink code system. Him and IBM, well, there was a debate about who did it, but this guy had 126 patents on it. And uh, what was interesting is uh, just how quick and efficient it worked then as well as now. You know, uh, uh, magnets or, or uh, mm-hmm. iron core systems can store a lot of information, which... Uh, I don't know. And oh, this is funny too. I, I worked with this guy before it was ever on the market on uh, these radar systems for cars. And uh, to this day, even though I did a little bit of development in that area, I've never ridden in a car that's got one. But I just saw this thing called a Pathfinder 2, mm-hmm. which it's uh, an optical system. And I'm looking at getting one if it's not over the top in price and then my final it's just uh, interesting how cars have evolved and developed and still are and and, and by the way uh, ben real quick along the lines of what you just said when it comes to a lot of the you know lane keep assist and adaptive crews and all those different things there's not one standard technology that the manufacturers are using either it's sort of all over the map as well it'd be nice if they would standardize that because even when the guys go to do the the recalibration of those systems when a windshield's put in you know our novice guys you know anything along those lines 
every vehicle is is even sometimes a vehicle in a line can be different from one vehicle to the next because they just haven't standardized that and i don't know why you'd think at some point they'd figure out what what system they want to use and standardize it but it's all over the map as far as what they're using everybody's got their own little proprietary That's system, right. which i think really kind of bites people in the butt agree mm-hmm. look at Look at what we've got going now with the distribution chain for cars. Because, like, I was just talking to these Porsche guys up in Evergreen, and the architecture on the Porsches, there's such a variability. You can swap out all kinds of motors and suspension and components. And if people would lock in, uh, you know, the big manufacturers, an, an architecture where you could interchange more parts, you wouldn't have, you'd have fewer of the problems that we've got now, all things being equal. Now, the chip thing, I mean, sooner or later, somebody's going to have to get on their hind feet if they want to make these cars run and just get some kind of consortium together to make chips. I, I heard this and past week, I actually interviewed somebody on my daily show, Ben, where the rumor right now is, and I've not been able to verify this, but the rumor is that they're going to more of a main chip, kind of back to the way we used to do it. They're going to go to more of a main chip in the ECU itself and then feed information into that. They're going to build a more robust chip than what they're currently using. You know, the one thing that we all have to remember in our world on the automotive end of it is it's not as simple as Apple updating a chip in an iPhone. When the manufacturers update something with a vehicle, they've got to go through all of the governmental testing of that new system, its robustness, its reliability, its redundancy, and so on. It's not as simple as just saying, oh, throw this chip out and put a new one in. It's a lot more involved on the automotive side than it probably is any other industry, maybe outside of the aerospace industry and, and, and the, in the you know, FAA end of it. Right. And they're talking about well, moving that uh, state, state side, right? Yes. Back in the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, there are several different manufacturing companies that are being built. You know, chip companies being built here in America, Ben. But again, you, you guys all know that that doesn't happen in six months. This is a you know three, four, five year endeavor to get all that back over here on our shore to do some of what we're talking about. My point is, and there's not a lot of folks you know backing me up. In fact, there's a lot of folks out there saying the used car market's going to crash. New cars are going to start being produced again. They're wrong. You're not going to see any heavy new car inventory until at least 2024. Well, I agree, and I think the chip manufacturing here is probably a good idea. It's probably the right thing to do, which mm-hmm. reminds me a little bit of uh, something Winston Churchill said. The Americans will do the right thing after they've tried everything else. <laughs> and to me, that... Yeah, that hasn't changed, has uh, it, Ben? Got and, I like that one. reflective of our government. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. At local, state, yes, county, sure municipal, is. federal. Yep. Oh, my God. You're right. Anyway, thank you. You know, you're, Ben, appreciate it very much. Thanks. Great, great commentary. I appreciate that very much. Kelly and Aurora, you're next. Hello, Kelly. Are you there? Sorry. There we go. There Sorry. you there. Yes, I'm here. What's Sorry up, sir? That. What can we do for you? Well, what the trend that I hate nowadays is the trend towards uh, computerized controls in cars i i find that it's it, it it takes a lot of attention from the road to try and figure out how to turn on my uh like air conditioner or my uh you know yeah can't it, argue that and, and a, a lot, lot of, of that and by the way there's big debate in the industry uh even you know, on the new car side as to 
what do people want? Do they want physical knobs, even for the radio and the heater and so on? Which, by the way, I think a lot, even the young crowd, I still think knobs, easy to your point, Kelly. Uh, no distraction going down the road. It's easiest to hit a button and a knob. But there, there's some debate internally in the automotive world as to what direction they had. Some, you know, some are all electronic. There's hardly any buttons to push. Some, it's a combination thereof. It just depends. I know for I us, for customers, we'll, we'll have we'll have to go out front here. and show them how to work their heater. In some turn cases, because they don't know how. Yeah, yeah. it's not unusual for us Great to go, both go through that. Yeah, I love the old school knobs. I mean, yeah. even in the new cars, yeah. when they have it, I'm always like thankful when I get in. I'm like, okay, this Agreed. is very easy. Agree. <laughs> if I have three knobs, I can figure out everything I need to do. But if I have to go through a, a computer system to figure it out, it's it's taking too much attention off the road. No, and, and Kelly, as you know, I mean, I drive a lot of vehicles for the you know the testing side of the fence and so on as a part of the show and that. And I will tell you that you know, you can jump in one vehicle and it's very agronomical, very easy to understand. It's all right in front of you and off you go. There's other ones where literally I'll I'll spend five, six, seven minutes just kind of figuring everything out before you take that first drive because you don't know where things are. Yeah. That's where that lane assist yeah, comes I, in I, really I, handy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah, and a lot and a lot of them are coming with that. I mean, keep in mind, you know, Kelly. There, there's that. There's you know, right now there's drive-by wire where there's very very little steering column hookup to an actual steering box. It's all done drive-by wire, brake-by wire, gas-by wire. I mean, there's very few things that you have control over that's not going through a computer. Right, but the computer. Uh, systems it's so difficult to figure out and i have to put on my as an old guy i have to put on my reading glasses mm-hmm. to read what's going on you know yes so well like the european cars wow. where they have a little mouse or even the uh, yes. lexus had that little mouse in the Pad. center yeah and you're you're basically working a mouse i mean it's kind it's of a fancy what, it, what mouse, it is but it is a mouse yeah, it's exactly what it is my question for you today is about a diesel okay. uh, van um i've i'm ki- i'm coming up with a i'm trying to work get together an idea for a uh van to go traveling in and i want a diesel and i think the mercedes are overrated and are not as dependable as you might want to think they are you're correct but the uh chevy is still still soldiering on with that same old van that they've been last year for it this is this will be their last year this is they're they're not going to yeah they're they're going to do a redesign and a redo of it uh moving forward so this is the last year of the current van that i believe they've made since oh two don't quote me on that, but yeah. I think it's 2002 they've made this van. I think, even, I think it even went dated to the early ni- late 90s. It could be 99. Don't, again, don't, don't quote me, but yeah. it's, it's, it's going on about 23 years old now. So it's time. Yeah, it's, it's overdue. It, it, and if you ever notice, they have uh, paint peels off the top of those, mm-hmm. the sides of them, uh, and they did that forever and never fixed it. Nope, they did I not. Think interesting little, they did not. Interesting little thing, but, but they have a 2.8-liter Turbo diesel. I have that in my Colorado, range. same engine that I have. Which is why I called you. I, how, what do you think about that in a in a van like that? They work great, actually. I, I've not driven a van, but my Colorado works works well. Uh, good fuel economy. The the torque is great. I mean, it's a good little engine. They work fabulous. It's one of those that'll run. I bet it runs a half a million miles. I won't own it that long, it's, but uh, somebody else will. You think it'll be as good as the V eight? Yes. Same company built it, so yes. Okay. Well, I, I thought the I thought the turbo diesel was actually an Italian. No, no, they're all Duramaxes. They're all they're all from you know they're all in Isuzu. A reiteration of that's what Duramax okay. is. Is it's a half. That's a partnership. Fifty fifty Isuzu and and GM. 
Okay, but you get good power out of that. Yeah, or, yeah, my, yeah it's, it's turboed, of course. So yeah, this elevation is actually if it's if the pavement's a little bit slippery and you get on it, the back wheels are spinning. Okay. Yeah, it's got it's well, got tons um, of torque. It works it works great. Now it's not. You know, it's not zero to sixty probably as fast as what a gas engine counterpart would be, but I mean, I can run up the tunnel at as fast as you want to drive it, Kelly. No, I'm not exaggerating. Literally, as fast as you want to go, it'll run right up the hill, and I can tow a trailer, do whatever else I want with it, and it works great. Great, good to hear. And I think uh, Volkswagen or Volkswagen Mercedes Benz is kind of. Uh, they're having problems that you don't hear much about. Well, we trust me, we hear about them. I mean, they, they <laughs> are, on yeah. our side of the fence, <laughs> you hear about them. We we all know that. And uh, again, I'm not trying to badmouth Mercedes at all, but that's a very expensive vehicle to own. The repair costs are very high, and if you're going to travel coast to coast, you better know the spots across the country where there's folks that can work on those, or you're going to be dead in the water. Yeah, 100% agree on that. They are very difficult to work on, and you have to have a specific scan tool. For diagnosis and tech, and tech. Oh, that oh, understands yeah. it, which, which is difficult to find right now. Yeah, I mean, so. they, they, Kelly, it, this is like its whole own underworld of scan tools technicians, and and we have somebody in our group, actually, Legacy Automotive in Boulder. You know, Josh and his guys, they know that world very well. He's got several fleets that operate those, but if you don't have that and you don't know that vehicle, you're not working on them. Period. And most shops won't. Right. Right. They'll just pass it up. Yeah. You you, you roll it in the door. They're just going to say, "See ya." Because they don't have the tech to, That's right. to handle that. That's right. Um, and you get to small I, town USA, think... good luck. Oh, exactly. Yeah, way out there in the boonies. <laughs> so that, that, that would not be my choice for traveling cross-country in. Mm-mm. Yeah, which is why I'm kind of looking at this Chevy for a diesel, and there's not a whole lot of choice when it comes and, to And I'll tell you, the, the 2.8 20. liter, you know, they had a little bit of issues early on, nothing major, but those have been worked out. Uh, yeah, they've ran that engine for several years now, and... It's, I mean, it's it's reliable. You can go look at any of the forums and things out there. It's a very reliable engine. Okay. Well, thank you for your information. And a tried and true van. I mean, yeah, it's old, but you know the van's tried and true. I mean, you can't beat that. I know. How can you go wrong with that? But but if you're going to do it again, this is it, Kelly. This this is the last year for that whole combo. That that engine's going away. That van's going away. I'm wondering, it would, do you think it'd be now would be a better time or wait for the new one? You out? better order now. If you if you want that combination, order now. I don't think you're going to see that diesel application in the future period. So if you want to do it wow. that way, you've got to do it now. You have no choice. Call my friend Carl over at Emic and order one. Thank you. You're always a great show. All right, Kelly. Appreciate it very much. Guys, we'll be right back. Randy Soren, you guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. Someone asked me earlier this week if they really needed a diesel fuel additive for their new truck. The super simple answer is a resounding yes. But how should you know which one is right for your car, truck, or even tractor? Well, spend .69 seconds on Google, and you will find over 1.3 million different diesel fuel additives. That's a lot. So, how in the world are you supposed to know which one is best? At BG Products, we break down diesel fuel additives to 10 main categories. These categories include fuel system cleaning, which means that the additive contains detergents that are effective in the removal of fuel system deposits while restoring the fuel economy and overall engine performance and will further improve the function of electronic sensors, catalytic converter, and other expensive fuel system hardware. 
Next, there is a pump lubricity agent provided in order to protect against the abrasive damage due to marginal fuel lubricating quality commonly present in ultra-low sulfur diesel fuel. Then, there are fuel stabilizers to reduce fuel destabilization or breakdown and prolong fuel filter life, especially problematic in modern biofuel. Additionally, there are corrosion inhibitors, which reduce corrosion of the fuel system components and storage tanks by performing a protective film over the metal surface. Next, you need to look for a flow improver or a pore depressant, which will optimize fuel cold temperature performance and eliminate the need for expensive blends of number one and number two diesel fuel. Also, look for a cetane improver, which will improve the ease of cold starting and the overall fuel ignition quality. Some additives will include a de-icer, which will prevent entrained water from freezing. More advanced additives will include a high-pressure detergent to aid in preventing black fuel filter plugging and fuel injector deposits in high-pressure common rail systems. Lastly, some contain an emission system cleanup to help dissolve and remove hydrocarbon deposits, especially soot found in the DPF. Knowing all of this is difficult, even more problematic is very few diesel fuel products contain all of these elements. It is important to understand the diesel fuel additive that you select for your vehicle and ensure that it is the right product for the job. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass Glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns, are some rooms colder than you'd like? Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical heating and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies, 
And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Myself, Steve Horvath, and you brought along. You should introduce one more time, Dustin. Dustin Old from Lube and Latte and at Automotive Avenue. Ab- Ab- Automotive Evolution. Evolution, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I will get it eventually. And, and we'll, we'll talk more to Dustin here at the top of the hour as well. So if you guys have any specific questions, feel free to call in and ask. We do have a line open, 303-477-5600. Randy, you're back. Go ahead. What's going on, sir? Hey, did you say Randy? Yes, go ahead, Randy. Okay. Uh, on your question of today, something that I thought was pretty cool, I had on a 68 Chrysler 300 I used to own. Uh, they had the blinkers on each end of the front end of the car and they face back at you so i don't know if that helped people in front of me but it helped them behind me but you know maybe they had them down below i don't remember but i just thought that was a cool little feature where you could see it actually blinking at you but anyway. that was very common back in the old days to have yeah, that yeah I, I thought they were pretty neat yeah uh i got a, a long list of stuff i've done to my vehicle but i got a short list of things i wanted to ask you that if i want to keep that thing another five or eight years you know eight ten years or whatever if uh if any of these will spark a bell that I might want to get, because I know there's aftermarket, and I know the Jeeps do have a following. Back, back to the CJ, TJ, X-Ray, I mean, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. So that could work to my advantage. But anyway, out of that little list I wrote here of things that I didn't have replaced, we'll start out with the little and get bigger. But uh, like leaf springs, uh, Cadillac converter, and these are three of the biggies because these are musts. Uh, a heater core, a head gasket, and a timing chain. Are any of those things I need to buy and maybe kind of tuck in the closet or something so that, you know, it's going to be like, well, we don't make them anymore, and sorry, you know, you're going to have to freeze in your car and the oil leak, well, sorry, and your timing's off, your timing chain. Probably the only right. thing on your list that I might buy now and tuck away just because they're going to go up in price is a catalytic converter. The rest of it's going to be easy to get a hold of on down the road just because of what it is. Okay. But catalytic converters are not coming down in value. They're going to keep going up. Right. And I, you know, naturally, you know, I'm not going to get the get the two-year one and be back there in, in two years. You know, that's no, like, if you, that's and you, you don't, but if the, for those of you listening, if you live in Colorado, you have to have a California-approved CAD or you can't put it on the vehicle. You're different, Randy, in Kansas, but if you're in Colorado, you have to have a California-approved right. CAD. Yeah. Well, I, this isn't home sweet home. I mean, I, you know, like my pharmacy's still there, my doctor's still there. I mean, that's, that's now, what, you know, One thing I don't sure. know, maybe these guys do, Randy, is, that I don't know the answer to, is if you do a catalytic converter... Stock to the vehicle, non-California compliant. I mean, in Kansas, and you move to Colorado. You move. Where's your? Where's it titled and everything at now? Uh, I believe it should be Colorado. That's where I bought it by the stadium there. The the question's going to be when you come back here and it's got a replacement cat on it, and they're going to look to see what's on it. Will they notice it's a non-California versus California, and will you pass emissions? I don't know that answer. Uh, I think yeah. you can still well, replace first, them out of out of state, yeah. but but I, but yeah, first so off, yeah, yeah. First off, I mean you, you don't have to have one here, so that shouldn't be a problem. No, but Second if you off, came I back, because because here's where I'm going with this, and I got a call, I got a 
text message on this a couple of days ago. There's rumors, and these are true rumors, that we're going to have a statewide emissions program in the not-too-distant future. So if you come back to Colorado at all, you're going to have emissions to pass at some point. Yeah. Well, two things on that. I mean, number one, I mean, if, if I go through the pass, or if I go through the test and I pass it, I mean, what? No. I don't see where it would be a no, problem. No, because they all look at the visual. You have to pass it. visual, too. Huh. Yeah, they, they're really strict the about that. They're getting very, yeah, the, to, yeah. Yeah, from a shop perspective, if you put a catalytic converter on that thing as a shop that is not a carb-compliant catalytic converter, you can face a, like a $40,000 oh, fine. Oh, yeah, go to jail if, if yeah. they really wow. want to push it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought the main thing was, you know, vapor leaks and evaps, whatever, and if nope. you pass, you pass. They're, you they've you got a big old mirror, and they're looking underneath, and they'll crawl underneath there if they have to. Sure. Oh, yeah, I've seen them with oh, yeah. mirrors. I mean, especially when I went to the Air Force Academy mm-hmm. or such. I mean, they're going to break out the mirrors and tell you to open your trunk and all. But, uh, oh, no, this is at the emissions no, this is at the emissions. This is at the emissions center, Randy. They're, they're looking uh, at that cat. They're but, looking at all of that. But I'm not sure they're able to identify yeah. whether it's California or Colorado. That's or that's the part we don't know yet. Yeah, we're not sure. Yeah. Well, but, so if I had a California one, then I'm good anywhere. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. And that's pr- right, if I were going to buy one and stock it and have it for the vehicle down the road, I would. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, it's. A, I didn't even think of it, but I would make sure that it's It's one that's going to be, especially in North America, wide, you know. Or You're going to see more states adopt what we did here in Colorado, trust me. Yep. And the price, right. will, the other thing, too, is that the palladium that is in those things, Precious that is metals. What, yeah, that's what makes yep. it so expensive. That's right. And guess where yeah, that comes from? Uh, Russia. <laughs> that's right. That's why people are swiping them. The that's why they're stealing them. You're exactly right, you know, Randy. You know, I hope they catch the people that are buying them because they're half the crooks right there. That the people stealing them wouldn't wouldn't have a job. Well, and unfortunately, yeah, that's a hard to, thing to track. In defense of those guys, yeah, it's that, a hard thing for them to track. It's kind of like a chop shop. I mean, you know, that's done early well, in the morning. Be, 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 besides the fact, this is where the press doesn't even understand how this works. That used cat that got cut off your car and stolen might pass through three or four hands before it ever makes it to the actual people that are doing the final recycling of it. And if it passes through to those hands from somebody yeah. they deal with on a regular basis, no one's ever going to know. Well, if they got enough of them, I mean, my point of view on that, if you had enough of them, let's say you got 50 to 100 of them, I mean, forget to see them look hard fits and this and that, just melt down the goods, you know. And well, thank, you, thank you. No, what you, what you just said, the other thing people forget is, even if it gets to the point where they're not going to accept the casings anymore and they've got to go through this whole chain of you know custody of where that cat came from and so on, what right. keeps somebody from just gutting it and then, and then going and doing something with the precious metals themselves? Nothing. Right. Exactly. You're not going to exactly. stop this, folks. Sorry. Yeah. It is what it and is. I, know that, I mean, that's, that's what I'd be in it for. It. If I was stupid enough to be in it, it would be for the precious metals. Right. It sells by weight and gold. What that's right. That's, and and so. again, you... you we can be mad at all the people down that chain of custody on that catalytic converter, including the guys at the end that are crushing it and taking all the metal out and then reselling it. Bottom line, it's right. not their fault. They didn't steal it. No. But I would just melt it and add it weighed out and sold it because that, that's pretty good money. Uh, <laughs> you're not thinking uh, any different, differently than they are. Well, the good news is, yeah. you know, with the car manufacturers where they're going, there well, won't be any catalytic converters. That's true. The following, so, true. The following and aftermarket, the only thing you would think about is make sure I get maybe get my hands on a cat. That's all I would cap, do. Yeah, know, other than that, you, the, you'll be able to buy everything else. Okay. All right. All right, all right Randy. Sir, Appreciate day. it. Nope. Let's go to Soren real quick before our break. Soren, what's going on? I got an answer to the question of the day. Let's hear it. My uh, least favorite fad is people who lift their pickups and put uh, off-colored headlights on them. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can I can agree with that one. 
I don't like that either. And then, and then when they put lots of bumper stickers on them. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a D-badge guy, so I hate bumper. I hate stickers of any kind. That's just me. Sorry, good stuff as always. Keep up the faith and keep going, sir. We appreciate it very much. Great listener that we have there. Bill and Centennial, I've got something to say about that Lamborghini crash as well. Hang tight. We'll come right back and talk to you. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold certified auto care shop and employs ASC certified technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it very much. And uh, Bill and Centennial, you want to talk about the Lamborghinis? Yeah, why? Uh, that's the latest fad. Instead of racing my Lambo, which I don't have, 
at Bandemere, <laughs> I decide to go downtown yep. and right in front of a fire station crash it. Yeah, anyway, and they totaled them. It wasn't just a little bumper, you know, fender bender, Bill. They totaled them, two of them. Yes. I mean, you, they're so bad, you can't hardly even tell I, what model Lamborghini they were. I don't know what they look Yeah, they don't. They're, they're, they're totaled. What I don't understand, if you look at the two characters that drove them, it was on, I think, Channel 9 News or right. something. One of them had a DUI, and they both were drunk. And I, I just don't understand. Driving Lamborghinis. And, and for, for everybody that maybe doesn't know the story, it was after the game, Thursday night, going down Spear Boulevard. They crashed at about Colfax, ran into each other, something. I don't know exactly what happened. I, I don't know the whole story. They, Yeah, they have a, yeah they, of course, they're racing, of course, which, which something happened. Somebody got out of control. And it happened right in front of the fire station there at uh, Colfax and Spear. Right, right. Oh, I know that spot. Okay. Yeah, right, right there. So, and again, how, I, I have not seen any other details where they're saying how fast they were going or anything along those lines. But if you look at the, you look at both of the cars, they were running a pretty good clip. Yep, that's correct. You ought to get your insurance guy on and just for the hell of it, ask <laughs> right. how much it costs to insure those. Well, you know what? You'd be surprised. Probably not as much as most people think, because typically speaking. That's a car that's going to be inside garage, not driven very many miles, and not a lot of risk from the insurance company point of view. This is unique because this typically doesn't happen. But, Bill, believe it or not, some of my high-end cars aren't any more money to insure than some of my regular daily drivers are. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. because of what I just said. They don't, they don't go anywhere, driven. and they know yeah. that. Yeah, okay. Well, here again, good show, guys. Well, Thanks. thank you, Bill. No, I appreciate that. And yeah, that, that that if you haven't seen a picture of that, literally, you can just go just just go in and do a search on Lamborghini crash Denver, and it'll come up. It's pretty much all over the internet. I saw it uh, Friday morning, yesterday morning, early because it happened. Yeah, I don't know, midnight or so Thursday night. I want to say. And to his point, drunk or you know, both guys drunk, DUIs in the past, no driver's license. How do you? Whose Lamborghini is it? it seems like if you're going to have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car, you should have to pass an IQ test. Yeah, you, go. you know, I mean, <laughs> no, that's just called the wallet. That's just a wallet. Um, well, and, you know, they were twenty eight and thirty two years old. Uh, where do you get your hands I, at a twenty eight year old? I well, yeah. <laughs> and was it their car? I mean, oh, you know, who knows? I, haven't, I mean, again, I don't know the rest of the story. I don't know if anybody knows quite yet. Jeff and Steamboat, what's going on, sir? Hey, Jeff. How, How are, are you, you, Jeff? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to hear from you. Hey, thanks. Yeah, since you had Steve on, I thought I'd call in and say uh, what a great job he did, uh, or his guy did on my uh, Audi oh, All yes. Road 2002. I remember you. Yes, yes. Thank you. TV shafts. Yeah. Yes, yes, I remember. Like a, runs like a Thank new you. one. Good. And uh, I gotta, I'm going to have to take you up on an oil change because I went the other day. Purchased the oil myself at the at the parts store because I had some coupons, and by the time I got the oil and had it changed, it was twice as much as what you're. Oh, really? <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly right. Yeah. No, it is, isn't it? Oh, Good point. Yeah. Oh my God! And you I get rid of the oil, oil? for you. Yeah. Yeah, and you get rid of the oil exactly. Yeah, yeah. but uh, um, yeah, I just thought I'd uh, hadn't talked to you guys in a while. I was wondering what how Raleigh Purifoy is doing and how uh, Warren up in Wyoming is. <laughs> I've not heard from either in a few weeks yeah. here. Roly, I reached out to the other day. I haven't heard anything from Roly. Um, uh, real quick though, it's, Jeff, what's the you know what are the leaves and everything doing up in Steamboat? What's the colors look oh, like? I, I'll text you a picture. Okay, oh, great. Uh, do that. They're, they're right there right now. Ah, that's uh, perfect. Oh, I'm going to head up later right. today to my place in Breck, so looking forward to it. Oh, right on. Um, well, I was over in uh, your other place over in Grand Lake the other day. Our son got taken out in a and totaled my old 2006 Ford 
F-150. Uh, I was trying to get to a half million miles. That Somebody stinks. Ran a, ran a stop sign. And, uh, uh, get him a Lamborghini. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, Actually, Jeff's one of the few guys who's probably been in and around one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that and the uh, the McLarens. There you go. I knew that. Yeah. Oh, yep. oh, Lord. Those were something. But I was going to tell you, yeah, well, you, we're over there in Grand Lake. My wife found this. Um, I needed to find something else for him. So it, there was a um, 2010 Ford Expedition um, with the with the same motor as I have in the, my 2010 mm-hmm. pickup and the old one. Anyway, uh, on Facebook, and we went away, and it was re- it's really clean. I picked it up. I got it for my price, but ended up getting more money again for the totaled out thing than what I paid for replacement, and it's only got 170,000 miles on it. Nice. So, deal. Good job, Jeff. Yeah, it's really clean. And, uh, yeah, my wife said, maybe you can do that as a side now that you're... <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> another, another job, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, just what I need. But uh, I got to tell you, I had a uh, the week of the 28th. Well, on the 28th, I turned 70 years old, and my family uh, had a surprise party for me. Happy Aww. birthday! You're a couple yeah. days before me, is all, be. Jeff. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, but the uh, few days before that, I had the honor of being in the firing squad for a military uh, funeral up here in Yampa. Nice for a, for a rancher. Nice. Yeah. So. It was a busy week. <laughs> well, we, Jeff, we appreciate you. you. You've been a great friend of ours, and we appreciate it very oh, much, yes, sir. Thank you. Well, you guys are great. I, all your sponsors, and actually, I know that fella that you got on there special today. I've been to that uh, latte and, and nice. oil change. Wow. Nice. Well, there <laughs> Thanks you go. for coming in, Jeff. <laughs> appreciate but you, I Jeff. I think all your, all your sponsors I've, uh, that I've had. They're um, good people, Jeff. We, we vet, as you know, we've had them out there. They're good folk. We, you know that. Yep. Appreciate well, you. you. You do a good job there. Well, thank so, you, Jeff. You just need a couple of guys up, or one guy up here. Yes, we do. Well, if you know anybody, send them our way. We'll take them. Trust me. I'd love that. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, Thanks Jeff. Man. Appreciate it very much. I really mean that. Mickey, we got about two minutes is all. Go ahead, sir. Dissenting opinion on the catalytic converters. Yes. Eric here in Colorado, not the highest paid bunch in the world. No. And they're, they're and, struggling to have people, period. Yeah. Anywho. I bought a '91 Honda hatchback from a guy down, from another GI down in the Springs. Okay. Brand new exhaust from the exhaust manifold back. I looked at it, going, "Yeah, it looks great." Tried to get it past emissions. Almost, almost got it four times. Fifth time was when they got they put the mirror under it every time. But the fifth time. I paid my twenty five bucks for three times. That's when they finally noticed, put the mirror under, and said, "Hey, you ain't got a catalytic converter under there." After the third time, really? No, the fifth time. So it was fifth that time. Was the fifth, fifth time, time finally noticed. I think they thought the uh, resonator was, was the, the cat. Yeah, probably did. Well, you're not, I mean, there's not, not the Mensa candidates pencil. working there necessarily. No. So you're lucky though. So, normally they they'll catch that fairly quick. Yeah, normally. for sure. Yeah. Well, maybe. Just, just, but from experience, they throw it under there. If they see something, they're happy. Mm. 
Yeah, he's he's right. It is very difficult to get people that to work there that, that have knowledge of that industry, and so that's what that's what happens is you got guys in there who just or gals who just don't know what they're looking for. Right. That's exactly oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Thought I'd throw that no, in. No, you're right, Mickey. No, appreciate it. And, and, and you know, and in their defense, not that I need to defend them because. And by the way, you guys all know my feelings on AirCare Colorado. This is not. My comments are never directed at the people that work there, okay? I, there's some really good, solid people. I know there's some yahoos as well, but that's true with any industry. My biggest problem with AirCare Colorado is I just feel like it's a fleecing of the taxpayer. It's an additional tax to register your vehicle. They're really not cleaning up the air. We've said that now for many years, but here's the thing. I've been down to the state capitol. I've, I've even thought about running a petition on one of the ballots to get rid of it. Here's the problem. EPA, federally, makes us have something as a state. So what they told me down there at the Capitol was, yeah, we can do away with it, but you got to find something to replace it with. What's that going to be? Hmm. Frankly, folks, I don't know. I don't have that answer. That's why we have it is because we're mandated pretty much by the feds to have it. So if you really want to fight this, we got to go to the federal level. It's not a state issue. It's a Fed issue, and most people don't understand that, and they get that wrong. So another full hour coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Myself, Dustin, and Steve will be right back. Guys, this is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.